Hey, what's up, people? Welcome to our live stream. Today, we're going to be talking about is the rule of thirds a bunch of crap? And if you would like to learn how to turn your artistic weakness into your strength, check out artprof.org, where we have lots of free resources, tutorials, critiques, pro development, and all that good stuff. So, Clara, why don't you get us started on the conversation for the day? Well, let's start with a definition for the rule of thirds. And I confess, I don't know much about the rule of thirds. I don't know anything about it, really. I, I sort of knew, but I've never used it myself, and nobody ever taught it to me. So I guess I'm the one here with the least amount of knowledge and experience. But it basically boils down to two things. You take an artwork, you divide it up into nine equal parts, and then you place the subject of the artwork where the lines intersect. Would you say that's about it, Lauren, or is there more? I think that's close enough. I also really like that we're doing a stream on how the rule of thirds is a load of crap and you haven't used it. I think I don't need it. That starts a great conversation here. <laughs> anyway, get ready for a spicy argument because Jordan and I have used it and Clara hasn't. <laughs> And so one thing for a lot of people is that it does provide some structure for how to think about composition, because I do think composition is very tricky. There's no formula for how to go about doing composition. And Jordan, I know that you used it, what, in college you did this piece? Yeah, this is in college about... 10 years ago. And when I was first learning about composition, that was one of the only things I knew to rely on because that's all I was taught. And so as you, as you can see here, I tried to have my most important areas around those intersection points. So I have the character in the bottom left. And then on the top right, I have that statue monument thing that I never quite figured out what it was. <laughs> <laughs> and did you find it helpful? Yeah. Well, well, for me, I think it's helpful sort of as a, as a way just to start out because I think it's, I think it can become tricky when you're given an assignment or you're doing a project that's like create this big thing and you don't know where to start. So rule of thirds helps you to find a way to point your viewer to a certain location on the page. Wait, I've got a question, Jordan. Did mm -hmm. you, did you draw out the rule of thirds on your paper and then put stuff on, or was it like you kind of judged it by where you thought the rule of thirds might be after you drew it in? Uh, I kind of judged it after, like I, um, I had, a, I had a way of just dividing it in my head and yeah. I'll be like, oh, I think this is good. Cause so one thing I don't like doing if I'm, I'm using the rule of thirds is putting it exactly at the point of the intersection. Cause it's just, it's just like, why there's just plenty of space, like just a little to the left, a little to the right. Like, I don't think it's so much about the intersection point specifically, but just having it in that zone, I think is what's more important. Cool. Tell us in the chat who here uses the rule of thirds, who has never touched it like me, who maybe used it, but doesn't use it anymore because sometimes these things, they come in and out of our lives. And it's always interesting to see what we hold on to and what we stop using after a little while. And so this is the basic premise is that it can be positive for some people in terms of being training wheels, because Lauren, composition is really hard to teach. It is. And there are a lot of different, 
I'll call them subformulas for putting together a good composition. The rule of thirds is just one of them. And I have to say that when you're putting together a complex piece, kind of like Jordan said, you will have the rule of thirds is just going to come up on its own sometimes in some subsection of your painting or whatever it is you're putting together. I feel like it's not like you want to avoid the rule of thirds. It's just knowing that it's not the be all end all. But here's the thing. I do think any rule like this, it can potentially become a crutch. And one thing I noticed when I was looking up the rule of thirds is that it's very prominent in photography, even more so, I think, than in painting and other media. And I don't think about myself as a photographer, but I do shoot a lot of photographs and I don't think about it ever. So, Jordan, do, do you think this is a problem? Is this hurting me as an artist? This uh, is my photo. <laughs> is, is it hurting you? I don't know if it's hurting necessarily. I think it's just a piece of knowledge that is good to know. And if you can find a way to create really amazing stuff without it, then more power to you. But uh, again, like, like we talked about, composition is one of those really tricky, almost elusive things to get a hold on. And so I think it can be very helpful for a beginning student, or if you just can't think of any options, <laughs> like where's a base place you can start, let's make it interesting by having things out of the center and, you know, filling up the See, page. See, I don't need it. I'm fine. I didn't use it. I think, so the reason why the rule of thirds is so popular is because it just looks good a lot of the times. It looks right. So Clara, I would argue that your usual always <laughs> Your brain is automatically doing it. You're just not calling it the rule of thirds. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> Subconsciously using it all the time. Well, I disagree. It is not part of my life, the rule of thirds. Okay, keep telling yourself that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jordan, day to day, how much are you using the rule of thirds? Is it something that more of a past experience for you or do you directly use it a lot uh i'll use it a lot like if i'm doing a thumbnail like let's say i'm doing like a shadow boxers thing and i'm doing um something that's going to be more of an illustration then i will automatically revert to rule of thirds as a first stitch effort you know and then over time if i find i something is more interesting by using a different angle or a different composition then i'll switch it up but it's always like the first idea I have pretty much because it's been ingrained in me and uh, I don't want to just settle for the completely centered composition because that's what I would revert to naturally if I didn't think of the rule of thirds. <laughs> Lisa says, the thirds keeps me from centering every piece. Well, I, I could get on board for that, getting people out of the center, Lauren. That, that would be a good crit clash argument type thing is which is worse a centered composition or a rule of thirds <laughs> i i think a centered i think there are also reasons for a centered composition but oh, there are i do definitely like that idea of using rule of thirds to get you out of the center if you don't want to be there well, Jane says, I use it more often than not, but allow myself to break the quote rules if that's where my gut leads me on the piece. Yeah, I don't think there's anything that you should just be 100%. I cannot deviate from anything. And I do think probably a lot of people use it as a starting point 
and then maybe push it somewhere else. Do you think, Jordan? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that, that's what I use it for. And again, there are plenty of scenarios where I would use a centered composition, but it just depends on what I'm trying to say. And uh, it's, I don't believe in just having hard, fast rules for everything. But again, it can be a very good place to, to go if you're stuck. Lisa says, it's too easy to place your horizon smack in the middle of the page. Rule of thirds helps me remember to push the horizon up or down. Okay, so maybe it helps you become more conscious of placement, even if you're not using it. Do you think, Lauren? Yeah, I think landscapes are especially an area where rule of thirds comes into play. Because I agree, it is really easy to put that horizon right in the middle. That's how we usually see the horizon. It's right in the middle. So at the same time, I think people, viewers, your audience is most looking for the rule of thirds in landscapes. It's because that horizon line is so severe. So that is something to consider. By the way, if you were taught the rule of thirds, let's say in a classroom or you write an article, tell us where, because I was never taught that. And I'm sort of like, this is weird that in all of my years as a student, I never came across this. And yet online, it's extremely prominent. So it's funny to see where things get taught or where they're not taught. This is my big beef. People start to rely on it. And then you're working in this very enclosed space of the rule of thirds and you're not taking big leaps in terms of composition. Do you think that happens, Jordan? Yeah, I think, I think the rule of thirds is treated as the ABCs. And when people learn that first thing, they tend to rely on it all the time and don't want to experiment. So when, when you're just stuck like that, I think it can really become a bad thing. And if I were to look at 10 pieces and all of them have the exact same composition, it just gets boring after a while. And so we would encourage against that. I mean, I, I just am not a fan of any pattern, template, rule for visual. I know people want somewhere to start, but don't we want to just meander aimlessly and work through it, Lauren? No. <laughs> why, not? why not? It's curiosity. I read an article in the New York Times about how people don't have curiosity anymore because of algorithms. Okay. Well, <laughs> I think that it's important to know the, I'm going to call it syntax or grammar or something of composition. So then they can know how to put pieces together. I was just thinking about what my rule of thirds was because I don't use the rule of thirds specifically. It comes up in little areas. And I realized that I use diagonals like the diamond because I loosely grid my canvases to have like to have the diagonals in them. So I'm relying on a on a crutch all the time too. You haven't beat me up for it yet. Well, I think you're accusing me of not having good grammar. <laughs> <laughs> My grammar's just fine. I've lived just fine with that. It's like everybody's like, oh, you need to have the sink. And I'm like, I'm fine. No, nothing's going Clara, on. Clara, I, I've noticed that we have not gotten to break down any of your drawings up here with the rule of thirds. How about that? Yeah. Mm hmm. 
Okay, well, there's no slides, so too bad. <laughs> we can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Another time. In the Discord. After. <laughs> exactly. Well, here's a comment from Yuri, no social life, who says most rules are there to help people start, but I think it's good to figure out your own way of doing things. Well, Jordan, do you have any advice? Let's say somebody uses the rule of thirds a lot to get started. How do you get out of that? Because I think sometimes we study something for a long time, it almost becomes a routine. And that experimentation is very important. Well, one of my favorite things to do actually is studying compositions of film. If you look at certain cinematographers or uh, certain movies or shows like uh, Breaking Bad or any Mar Marvel movie, they always push things a little bit extra. Um, one of the other things I also think is really good is when you can, if you're going to use the rule of thirds, I wouldn't recommend using just a square because that tends to really be limited. So if you stretch things out, like, a, like as if you're doing a widescreen format painting or drawing a photo or whatever, that can also help. Uh, exaggerate things a little bit more and it gives you more freedom. Well, Crispy says, I feel the rule of thirds is a good tool, but in some ways a one trick pony. If I were to have a portfolio of nothing but landscape work using the rule of thirds, it would feel repetitive and scale. Well, Lauren, do you feel like you can notice when you're like, oh, rule of thirds again? Do you see that? I think so sometimes. I think actually going off of what Jordan just said about looking at cinematography, one thing to think about when you're putting together your piece is what the, what the vibe is going to be. What do you want your viewer to feel when looking at the piece? Because rule of thirds is a very stable vibe for a composition. Everything feels really in its place because rule of thirds feels so right to our eyes for whatever reason. So maybe, maybe that is grading against your subject matter that you want. Maybe you need to mix it up and have a rotational composition or I don't know, all the different types of compositions that we looked at on that sheet of paper that Jordan posted beforehand. Which we'll see later. <laughs> okay. You guys can't argue with me on this though. You can't. Although I'm sure you'll try. <laughs> the problem with the rule of thirds is just visual. It doesn't take under account what is the intent of the artwork because all artworks have something that they're striving to talk about and so these are these beautiful photographs by I don't know how to pronounce this name maybe some people can help me Eugene I don't know I'm not gonna try <laughs> somebody from France help me out um but these were all about documenting those old 19th century neighborhoods in France and so this is really a lens into a specific time period. So yeah, we can put the rule of thirds on it, but the rule of thirds doesn't help me in terms of subjects. What do you think, Jordan? Well, I mean, they're kind of lined up um, <laughs> on, the, on the two lines. <laughs> uh, for, for one thing. The, the other thing too is um, if it's, first off, we kind of said before, it depends on the context, right? If I'm gonna draw a throne room, for example, it might help me to have that be a center composition. And even though we tend to discourage against that, that's a scenario where I could use it, it could be very effective. And so I think there's, um, you know, I, I think it can only benefit you to, you know, try these things and experiment. And if, uh, if it doesn't work for that specific scenario, then you don't have to use it. I, I just don't think uh, that you have to feel stuck with that. 
at Jay. Thank you very much. Okay. I think I'm just going to do that from now on. <laughs> I'll just ask the audience Ajay. to tell me. Ajay. 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 Okay. Anyway, but see, you look at this, okay? The rule of thirds doesn't understand the hierarchy of the story because granted, this is a group of people and they all play different roles. Rule of thirds doesn't care. It just cares about, oh, this dude is standing there. Right, Lauren? Well, also, your rule of third lines aren't quite right here, Clementine says. If they were, <laughs> they were lying, if they were exactly even, they'd line up just right. Do you guys think that I have a graphics team? <laughs> like, I've got this whole marketing area to create graphics. Oh, my gosh. Can't make anybody happy. <laughs> I. This is just my job tonight. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much your job all the time. I know, I know. Well, well, this is this is how I see it when it comes to doing composition. You you almost have three options. You can either do put something on the edge, your focal point on the edge of the piece, which no one really wants to do. You can put smack dab in the middle, or you can put somewhere in between. And the somewhere in between is kind of where the rule of thirds comes in because it's not the center, it's not the edge, it's somewhere else. What we should have on the stream is that Velasquez painting. Los Meninos. Meninos to see if that follows rule of thirds because that is the ultimate compositional feat. Well, I think this is an extraordinary composition. I mean, Maurice Sendak really, I couldn't believe when I looked him up, I was like, oh my gosh, this book was made in 1963. Like I sort of had trouble processing that because his work is so timeless. But I don't know, I'm just looking at all these slides and honestly, all I'm thinking is who cares? I, I just want to look at the piece. Like, I don't care about the rule of thirds. For this one, I don't even see this broken up by the rule of thirds. I see it being a diptych where there is a group on the left mirroring a group on the right, and then you have that empty middle there. I so, wouldn't yeah. lose <laughs> Well, we have George here who's saying, I've seen it suggested that the rule of composition came from viewers trying to explain why they liked a particular piece. Well, composition is just so mysterious. Lauren, why do you think that is? Why is composition mysterious? Yeah, why is it so frustrating? Because people are always asking me, how do I learn it? And they want something really concrete, and I just can't give it to them. I think sometimes it can be a little bit plastic or contextual and also there's not I'm sure that there's some scientific postulation as to why we like things at certain ratios from each other but that's kind of hard to grapple with when you're sitting down doing a drawing you can't do most people don't do math or geometry when they draw Lorelai says, I always thought the rule of thirds was just for photography. My photo teacher was super big on it. We were graded on it, but my art teacher never brought it up. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it just never came up. Well, well it's funny because I actually think photography and I guess painting, drawing, illustration, they overlap each other, which is I think part of the reason why in art school they encourage you to take other majors because if you don't, then you might actually miss a very vital piece of information. Like, I've never taken a photography class, but I'm sure that I could learn a ton from doing that, uh, or at least, you know, understanding the basics of what a photographer has to go through to create their work. 
Okay, here's my other problem. I have many problems. <laughs> it's just, you don't need it. That's not so what I'm thinking. new, Clara. <laughs> it only works for rectangular shapes. So if you want to really take a leap and do something different compositionally, like these pieces, I mean, it, it just isn't applicable. And so that's where, to me, is so limiting. Because I think if you stick with the rule first, you're not going to think about doing composition like this, right, Lord? I mean, you could, you could, no, you could not rule a thirds this in its entirety, but you could do portions of it. There are, there are bits and pieces, little mini worlds where you could apply this. This is like, you're not going around every day of your life looking at things saying this isn't right i need a rule of thirds it the rule where the rule of thirds rule of thirds rule of thirds like that's not how life works. <laughs> my gosh that's a pretty exaggerated example to provide it's not very practical well th th this is the way i think of it you know how there's always these charts about um what the standard of beauty is and they'll do all these mathematical proportions of someone's face mm -hmm. it's kind of like that to me it's like yeah this is the ideal face this is the most beautiful person in the world based on math it's like maybe according to math but there's also plenty of variation like we all all three of us are very very different from each other and there's you know it's just how it is that's just how life is and so I think it's good to appreciate and understand, but then when it comes time to deviate from that, then that's, then it's totally fine. I think also when things are too perfect, as far as those face proportions tests goes, if it's too perfect, it makes people feel uncomfortable because then it doesn't feel real. People really, really need to have some something throwing it off and so rule of thirds can follow under that too some people know that something is wrong when it adheres too close to one of those formulas because then it doesn't feel like a human did it rebecca says i was taught the grid as the nine zone grid and the rule of thirds as separate Ooh. ideas the grid was more about establishing focal points the other just to not split things in half Oh, I'm hearing that because I'm sure, depending on who's talking about it, there must be variations to how people think about the rule of thirds. So actually, if people have examples of variations on composition or even other compositional options, because we'll show some of those later. But you know what? So many compositions don't use the rule of thirds. This is my next point. See, I am fine without it, Jordan. <laughs> okay, have fun. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know then what compositional elements or ratios are a part of this because it's not like you're just in chaos mode. We can still clearly understand this piece. My whole thing with composition, I think the thing I rely the most on is diagonals. And you can see it in the two figures because she's above, he's below, and we have a nice little diagonal between the two of them. That's probably the thing I do the most. I just can't think about ratios. Like the second someone says ratios, I'm like, no, I don't know. I can see a star in this piece. There's a star made out of the diagonals. Is there? I don't know. <laughs> I can see another scene. Here's another point. And Jordan, you noted this to me, and it didn't even occur to me that negative space usually isn't considered in the rule of thirds. Why is that? 
Well, I think when we think of the rule of thirds, typically we're taught, hey, this is the focal point needs to be in one of these four intersections. But because we don't really experiment, sometimes we forget that negative space can be just as powerful as positive space in an image. So uh, so there's areas where like here you could have maybe the background showing uh, showing something or you could uh, just have an area of white um, here. There's this is actually a very cent uh, centered composition, but the character is just going to uh, going at a diagonal angle. So, you know, there, there's it's surrounded basically by negative space. Um, so so in this situation, it really works well. And it's Spider-Man, so it automatically works for that reason. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jordan. You knew that was coming. I got two posters, three behind me. Really? That's it? I'm so disappointed in you. <laughs> well, the rest are my art books over here, and I got my Spidey mask up there. <laughs> well, I just also think, from what I've seen so far, it seems like the rule of thirds is very much about the subject. So, you know, we got Spider-Man here. And so the rule of thirds is, okay, where is Spider-Man? But Lauren, in this piece, Spider-Man actually isn't that important compared to the big hexagon in the back. Yeah, the big hexagon is definitely eating Spider-Man. I have lunch. <laughs> have you guys seen the movie? Do you guys know the context of this moment? Just no, you? don't spoil it for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very careful about spoilers. I yes, I know you curious. are. You're very protective. Yeah, but I, I will say Lauren's not too far off. <laughs> I mean, I think that negative space is really interesting because there are so many different situations where negative space is actually the subject itself, where where yeah. space is the thing. It's not about we're trying to dwarf the subject or the audience or whatever it is. The space is really, really important. And you don't want to box that all up into thirds or whatever. Exactly. Clementine says golden ratio is funny because people love placing it randomly across pieces a billion times as evidence that someone used it. That, that's what I feel like we're doing right now is we have these paintings, we're putting the rule of thirds on it, and I just don't care. <laughs> this, this is the Barbara Streisand effect. The more we talk about it, the more about people not using it, the more it will be used. And people, everybody after this is going to say, rule of thirds, rule of thirds. No. Ah, rule no. Of thirds. <laughs> we shouldn't have done the stream. We should get oh, rid of it so nobody knows. Oh, no. <laughs> and Oopsie says, I feel like as an artist, we say we're going to apply certain techniques, but I always go back to what's comfortable. Well, that's not always a bad thing, Jordan. It's, it's not, you know, I think it's just about how you can mix things up with that comfort. So for example, there's something in storytelling called the three act structure. You know, you have act one, act two, and act three, and there's certain elements that coincide with that. As those of you writers, you know what I'm talking about. Most movies, at least Western movies have that, but movies can still be very different. Like Harry Potter is very different than The Matrix or Jurassic Park or whatever. So in that, um, in that setting or that technique, there's still freedom. And I think it just depends on you as an artist to decide how much freedom you want to give yourself. All right, I like this part of the stream. <laughs> Alternatives to the rule of thirds. There are many, but we're gonna just point out three that we think are especially helpful. So Jordan, what are we looking at here? 
So this is a sheet from an artist named Edgar Payne, he's an old uh, American painter. And what he did was he created a chart of just different ways to think of composition. So uh, you can have things based off letters like the letter S or the letter L. Uh, you can have a big circle. Maybe it's uh, the sun, maybe it's a lake, or um, you know, there's one at the top left where it's the steel yard where you have one big thing and one small thing. And just mixing that up in various scenarios to really kind of break away from the rule of thirds. Uh, and, and having it be so stagnant feeling. Do you like this, Lauren? Yes. <laughs> it's so much better than the rule of thirds. Come on, this is way more fun. I mean, this is kind of the, what, the pan calling the kettle black or whatever it is. Or there, this is just jumping into a whole bunch of other formulas here. But I, there's that Capricorn part of me that loves it all laid out like this. I love a good formula. <laughs> Scarf and T has it printed out by their desk. See, this I can get on board with because of the diversity. This whole like stupid grid crap that we put, like it's just so boring. Like, isn't this way more fun, everybody? Who here thinks like me? This is way better than the rule of thirds because this this I can do. Oh. And by the way, it, it should be on there. It should just be on yeah. there as one of them instead of us prioritizing when we could do this entire stream for you see? the S curve. We could say why the S curve is not all what's cracked up to be and then be like, hey, look, why don't you check out the rule of thirds? Just <laughs> rule rule of the day here. Don't mind the thirds. Don't stick to one formula. That's all. But why is the rule of thirds the one that, and like, nobody talks about, there aren't 50 YouTube videos about the S-curve, or what is it, radiating line? Like, why is the rule of I, thirds? Like, I, if, if I were to guess, I think it's just because it's the lowest common denominator, honestly. Like, that, that's why I say it's the ABCs of uh, composition, because it's the first thing people go to. But then the challenge or the problem is that that's all people rely on after that. And they don't know any other solution. And then when you get an image like what we just showed with the charts and uh, the chart, it's like, oh, I can do an S. Oh, I can do the letter L. Oh, I can do a cross shape. You know, so I think it just opens up the door and um, for, for a lot of different stuff there. And Jordan, the charts in this book, right? Yes, the composition of outdoor painting. I have it right here. I think I got it on Amazon or something, but I honestly don't remember because it's been, been years. But it's you said a, it was boring. <laughs> It, uh, yes, it is a bit of a boring read. I never quite finished it, but they do have the charts in here and I can just look at pretty pictures. So it's great. I, I would I would get one just for the charts. I would just, mm -hmm. the, those make me feel very calm inside. I'm glad so you cute. How, how can you not like that chart? It's so cute. <laughs> so here's my thing. I am, I am such a fan of diagonals. They work every time. You can't put it in a diagonal and have it totally be a car crash. You can't put it in a diagonal and have things be boring. Like they're, they're just super dynamic and they're very simple and straightforward. Do you like diagonals, Lauren? I love diagonals. I use them a lot. I, I have a, actually I have the same picture in one of my composition tutorials that I show to my students. Slide decks, that's the word I wanted to use. I've used the same one for diagonals. Lorelai says, what do you think of viewfinders with the rule of thirds on them? Jordan? Uh, I don't really 
type of preference. At this point, I can tell when the rule of thirds is working in an image. Um, I think it depends on where you are on your craft. If it's something that you're just beginning to learn about composition with and you need to almost rely on it, then sure, why not? But I think at some point you will have to break those triangles off and try and experiment with something else. I just, I, my concern is I just don't want you guys to rely on it so much that that's all you do. If I look at 30 of your paintings and all 30 of them have a rule of thirds exactly as stated. Good point from Chad, who says, don't most of these still basically stick to the one thirds though? They just also incorporate other contrasts. I, I just conceptually like this better. It's cute, it's more diverse, and it's a lot more playful than this dumb grid. Sorry, you guys, I'm so not on board. <laughs> Here's another thing though, shapes of varying sizes. I feel like this is, again, a simple thing, but it's like, wow, you can accomplish a lot. Like, why are the size of the shapes here, Lauren, really helpful for the composition? It shows depth, especially because a lot of the color is very similar. So you have a tiny ship and then you have only the top of a very big ship. It must be a huge distance that she's looking out over. And Jordan, it's funny, this seems like a really simple thing. Oh yeah, make them different sizes, but people oftentimes do not. And so much of the time I look at compositions and all the shapes are about the same size. Yeah, yeah, when it comes to doing a composition, I think what we enjoy most is contrast. You know, that's why I think we like the diagonals because typically like on the piece you showed, Claire, uh, that you did for Moulin Rouge, it was a square or rectangular piece and you had a bunch mm -hmm. of diagonals just cutting straight through it. And automatically that creates interest. Um, so big shapes and little shapes, we see those two things side by side and it automatically shows a story. You know, it's like big brother versus little brother or, um, you know, Papa Bear and, and kid, cud, whatever. You know what I mean? So there's <laughs> just a lot of variations you can, you can do. I think this one is very important. And this one does consider subject matter and narrative. So Lauren, what do we mean by a focal point in a composition? That's where your eyes want to go to. So here the focal point is, I think, the very, very bright sun. Oh, cool. I'm right. Oh, I didn't see that. This it's Captain America. Okay. I have not watched this. I don't watch superhero movies unless Sam drags me to them. But <laughs> the okay. So this makes me think, too. I The first character I saw here was not that tiny little guy because they're on the right because there are other contrasts around here. And this image is so small. And maybe I need glasses. But I did see this one on the left, this uh, silhouetted figure against that light. So that that i felt like was the most important thing who cares about the one on the left right that's thanos <laughs> okay. well i'm just often surprised that sometimes i'll talk to people about compositions and i'll say where's your focal point and a lot of people say oh i don't really know and so it, it seems again like shapes oh easy it, it is sort of easy when you remember but jordan so often we forget yeah it's 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 really interesting because the whole point of looking at an image is to look at something like you want to you want to be able to tell a story you want the viewer to focus on something the way i see it is like if i'm going to spend 20 hours on something i want them to spend time looking at a certain focus whether it's a character it could be a tree it could be a, a stick but there needs to be something that you're focusing on 
in this image in particular, you have everything pointing up to Thanos' gauntlet. Um, and just it's just a big pyramid shape, essentially. Clementine says, I guess you could say that you just need order behind them. If you can draw a recognizable shape connecting elements together, it's better than placing randomly. People just default to rule of thirds. Well, the key word you're using, Clementine, which I'm very happy about, is connecting. Because ultimately, every composition, you have all these pieces, and then what is their relationship? And Lauren, that, that again, it's sort of not so concrete. How do they connect and why? You have to make that up. You have to make up those relationships and then you do that visually using all of these little tricks that we've just talked about here and not just rule of thirds. This dream, we get more into the specifics of things you can do to create incredible 2D compositions. Well, we don't guarantee that, but you can try. <laughs> <laughs> right after this stream, we are doing a Discord chat. It will be me and Lauren hanging out in post live streams. So I hope you can hang out with us there. You can sponsor a video. We were so excited that somebody sponsored the Reed sculpture video recently. And that is a video which would not have happened if somebody in our community had not stepped forward to help us fund that video. So thank you to our sponsors who have made so many videos possible for us. There's more information on artprof.org. We've got services, artist calls, personal art curriculums, artist statement editing, portfolio critiques. Join our Patreon group. It's the 24-7 art party and we're very excited about it. And we've also got our wonderful top Patreon supporters who are holding up all the band-aids that we use <laughs> to keep things together here as much as we can. Check out ourprop.org. There's tons of content on there that's not on YouTube. The best way to use it is the search bar. Art Prop as a podcast is available on Spotify and also on iTunes. And subscribe to our channel for more tutorials, critiques, and business tips. Everybody, thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next time. Bye.